it's not true, it's me. I need to get my mental together. I'm not ready to do this because I still feel selfish and want to work on my career. Um, I can't juggle a career and a relationship. Um, and they all think, I'm, I'm going to get right back. Mm -hmm. Okay. Was this So you like entrepreneurs or something? Like, just get a regular nine to five guy then. Even the nine to fives seem to want to become entrepreneurs. So even in my nine to five guys that have great six figure, okay, jobs, I've seen them. I'm about to jump ship and I want to do this and that. I'm gonna start this and I'm gonna take these clients to. Yeah. So what I'm saying is even that even the guys that kind of got their own little nine to five, eight to five, six to one, whatever they are, mm -hmm. shifting into entrepreneur mindset. Okay. And that's more reason to keep the woman you got. No, here we go. I'm done because I have already successfully put together about four businesses outside of them four that I entertain. I'm cool. I don't watch some of them be with me, go from unemployment and public assistance to six, seven, almost eight figures back to zero once they leave me. You hear me? Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, God, I ain't got time to be explaining none of this over again. I to help people learn how to manage money, learn how to finance, learn how to pray, learn how to sow, learn how to keep it flowing. All of a sudden, they want to be in this selfish place or immature place or just, I just want to do me still because they see you a wifey. I mean, I told you wifey, you perfect, but I ain't ready to touch them. Yeah, yeah. They're not ready to lock themselves yeah. down. Mm -hmm. And you, you probably intense too. Yeah, you probably giving wife like down. They like it ain't even. I'm giving wife. They don't take me, but for a hot second to look into your eyes and see your soul and start reading. What reading? Very hardworking. Um, you have had a hard past as well. You've been up and down with women because of the fact that you are very genuine. Um, I can't tell if you're a father or not, but I believe so. If you're not, you're going to be. Um, but you right? We gonna have one. No. I don't know. I just know what I see. I'm for real, y'all. I'm like, this is me. Like, this is really who I am. I'm genuine. What you see about Buzz, baby mother? Huh? Buzz wife. Buzz wants a wife. He don't want a man. Exactly. I want a wife. I mean, I want a wife. I want a husband. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I want oh. a husband. I want a husband to the point where it feel like that. Maybe even after life or the next life, maybe I was your husband and maybe he was my wife. Come on, Erica. You hear me? Yeah, that's Erica. That's India. Your parents? Yes, it was India. You ain't lying. Huh? Your parents still together? No, they're not. They have been divorced since I was six. No, they're not. They still flirting, dating, and doing still stuff behind it. the scenes. I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> they're doing they still love each other. I pop up and I ain't supposed to know. He done came over to take the trash out. Mm. What trash you take out? Okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That is funny. I pop up and be like, yeah, I talked to your mother. Oh, you did? Okay. <laughs> Again. I'm about to see it. Oh, okay. They, I feel like they sneaking around and I ain't supposed to know, but we grown with them, so I know. Right. <laughs> if y'all get married, I'm gonna be the flower girl. Okay. You can't be the flower girl. Why? Nobody don't never want to be the flower girl. Right. That's what I'm saying. They might be hot. Right. That's what I'm saying. They might be hot. On some roses, rose petals. Right. I look like a kid. <laughs> on some rose petals. I would go, you know what? I would go with like a, a coming to a baby type wedding. Okay. I'm yeah, gonna, boom. I, I can see that. See, we're going to work it out. <laughs> so, so what if the guy was like, I just need a courthouse. I'm going to get you a nice round. Wedding that wedding. works too because I would rather have a great vacation than a great honeymoon. Okay. And I would like to come back from the honeymoon and have some sort of family reception type gathering. So that works too. 
Now she's fifteen. Mm-hmm. When we've been here for exactly twenty years. Yeah. So it's a whole year to get out. Yeah, people say um, you hear a lot of women on the internet say don't come to Atlanta for a good reason. I miss straight men. It feels good to be around you. I see straight you're, guys. You're extinct. She said I miss straight men. I was like, what she said? I'm cracking. I'm up. so serious. I miss being around straight men. 
that is like an ex extinction around here. It's becoming a black educated straight man down here is becoming so rare. That's like a, a, a diamond in the rough. That is becoming the rose through concrete. Mm -hmm. For real. For real, for real. So I know some straight men. They might not be. I mean, I see straight guys like all the time, but I don't. I mean, I guess maybe it's the 285, inside the 285 or something. Oh, the perimeter? Yeah. Uh, That's what you're talking about, like what you see most of them? Like the sisters? Or it's just like Atlanta. the surrounding areas. Just, I went all the way out to Union City and happened to just go get a haircut, and it felt good to be in a barbershop with straight men. You hear me? And. I'll be honest, I got a gay dart. I know I got a gay dart. It's something strong. You can be buff, tough, nice looking, and I can still sense. And it just be like, mm. remember what I just told you? I told you I could leave somebody by the name of the old Lord. I went to a place I didn't know was gay. Somebody, some girls took me to um, a place called Friends. <laughs> I didn't know that it was gay or that it was alternative night. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now that's the place that's gay. It's a gay spot. I didn't know that. I didn't even know it walking in because walking in, I seen a, like a few straight looking men, about six of them sitting at the bar. Mm -hmm. Then we go out in the patio area, I guess, where they were smoking. And I got to looking around and realizing what I was feeling when we got back there. And these is men that look like you, but they in their own little boy clubs. And wasn't punching a blink at me, other than some of the ones like, oh, I like your outfit. Okay. <laughs> they weren't flinching. Look, I'm like, damn, ain't no ass lookers over here. Here, oh shit, oh shit, I'm in the wrong place, Jesus. <laughs> I'm crying. I ain't playing. I, I mean, playing. I don't see that they be saying like women go crazy over guys, but most of the girls I meet, like when you be out, they be having attitudes. Like, don't say nothing to me. Like, where are they from? They're not from Ohio. <laughs> they probably like born Georgia. in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah they born and they're raised Texas. here. I'm, I'm becoming an Ohio peach, so it's a little different for me. Ain't nothing bougie about it. I wake up looking like this. I don't give a damn about no love hip hop or no makeup or no none of that. My ass is real. My titties is real. Ain't no ribs taken out. Okay, Ain't no good. Botox. You know what I'm saying? Only thing fake probably is this blonde and these lashes. So my thing is, hey, where? Hey, let's have a good time. Hey, I'm Danny Matisse. Who are you? How are you? Hey, let's do, let's kick it. Let's have fun. Let's do this. And where are you being at? I feel, I, I feel like I'd be like, hi, I'm Danny Matisse. Yes, I'm single. Uh, where are you being at? Where are you being at? <laughs> where the XY chromosomes that don't want another XY chromosome? Okay. 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 This is what I've been running into a lot, though. It's like, if a girl, a woman see you as like, oh, this could be my husband. It's like, they take you through a longer process like, as like for giving up sex. Like, I can't speak for everybody else. I can only speak for myself. So you don't you don't do that? And I faulted myself for not doing it. At least this last two times. Honestly. You like you wish you waited longer? Yeah. I mean because on some hands, okay, I give you I'm about to put y'all all in my business, Jesus. I don't mind. Alright, before you say that though, put your right hand up and your left hand on your word, wherever you decide your word is. <laughs> Danny Latisse, we solemnly agree we have your permission to post this across all of our social media platforms. I agree. Is there anything I do mean anything that's off limits you don't want us to ask you about? Not that I know of. If you do, <laughs> if you do ask me something that's off limits, you understand you can say no. I tell y'all the truth. All right, cool. Let's get it. What you about to tell us? So, I was in Acme Wacky, this place called Akron, Ohio. Mm -hmm. 
I was dealing with this man dating him for a good nine and a half, ten months before we had sex. Yeah, and I was thinking to myself, he ain't slacked off on the courtship not one bit. He was coming to church. He was getting in the tithing aisle with me, grabbing, holding my hand, coming to meet the pastor, and like you know, laying it on thick, laying it on thick, consistent, bringing flowers and roses to my job, and sitting okay. around waiting for me to get off, making sure I'm fine and I'm safe, getting home, and you know, I mean, consistent as hell. You hear me? Talk morning, noon, and night, all throughout the day. If we wasn't around each other, type stuff. Um, got together and was together for a good year. And this was, I'll say, it's like it's twenty twenty three now. This was twenty nineteen, so I'm referencing twenty nineteen relationship ended in twenty twenty. Um, well, it ended in twenty 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 one anyway. But yeah, so um, we end good, and I'm a safe haven place for my child. I got a kid, I got a daughter. So my daughter ended up loving him, taking to him. She don't got a good relationship with her own father. But he come along, spending time with her and getting to know her and yeah, just everything going really well. And um all of a sudden I got a phone call through Facebook. I'm grown grown. I'm 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 oldest black planet when it first started. Hey. <laughs> MySpace, okay? Hey. So, Black Planet. I, I was like, what the heck? I'm getting a phone call through Facebook? Who is this? Because my number has been the same since I was about 18 years old. Literally, like, even if I get super famous, that number is going to be the same. I'm not going to change it. Mm -hmm. No matter what other numbers I may add, you know what I'm saying? For people who know me, who grew with me, who know Danielle, all right, that's that. You know Daddy Cool. So, this Facebook call threw me for a loop, y'all. I answered the phone and I got this girl like, Hi, um, my name is Chanel and I just wanted to know, is this your earring? And sent me a picture of my earring with my D initial in it. And saying, yeah, I found this earring and was trying to figure out who among said friends this could be. Yeah, I don't care. I'll put your name out there, baby. So, <laughs> I just want to know if this is yours. And I say, this is indeed my earring, but my earring was in the bathroom. Where you been in the bathroom even get my earring? Mm -hmm. Now, okay, when I say I protect my daughter, although they got along great, my apartment would basically be where I let her reside. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is her space. Me and him go do us out and about, and when we would go, I guess, to lay up or whatever, it would be at his house. You know what I'm saying? So, when did you have time to even get into the bathroom? Because I know full well. Okay. So yeah, um, she was like, well, you know, I just want you to know that we're engaged. And send me videos of him engaged to her, like him proposing to her. Oh, hold on. Some of his same friends. Now, I, now this is what's funny. I didn't see no, not one family member because I know all the family. Mm -hmm. Cause this is where I was at like, hold on. We just went to his aunt's funeral. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. hold on, I'm around for everything. What are you talking about? Mm -hmm. So the family knew me, knew of her, but ain't know she was really even in the picture like that. Mm -hmm. None of the family knew about this 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 fiance. Okay, so I wasn't all, I wasn't alone in this. But she showed me these videos, and I said, "Well, sweetheart, let me do let me a favor. Let's meet together uh, somewhere. Let's meet at Mickey's or somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Because um, 
I don't do social media and I would like to speak in person. This is some grown, grown shit that I think we should really talk about. She like, well, no, I heard about you. They call you Danny Warbucks. You know, I hear you be fighting this, this and that. I ain't on that. I'm not trying to put myself in that position. I said, well, you calling me talking about some serious stuff. Right. I was like, so I don't care about none of that. Bring whoever you need to bring to feel whatever you need to feel, to feel however safe you need to be. But I'm going to be over here at this place, this bar, by myself, waiting for you to talk to you like a woman. Since you was woman enough to find my earring and try to go through all of his friends to figure out who I was. Mm-hmm. I was like, so now that you've done that, come talk to me eye to eye, face to face, woman to woman. Let's get down to the bottom of things. So I surely did. She brought some girl with her, talking about it was her little best friend, whatever. I'm like, okay, whatever. Because in my mind, Lord knows if I decide to bust a move, I'm about to beat both of y'all the fuck up. <laughs> in Jesus' name. Okay? Like, Hello? I'm so sorry, Lord. We saved with Jesus. We get saved and we'll ask questions later and pray about it for forgiveness later. Hallelujah. Okay? Hallelujah. <laughs> um, but she comes to meet me. And this is during COVID, y'all. COVID had just started. She got on this mask and stuff. I'm 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 a little crazy though, even in faith. So I wasn't really wearing my mask on like that. I never stopped bartending and serving people and handling people's cups and lips and touch surfaces. I trust God. Amen. I, I overly trust God. Don't get me wrong. I lost 26 people that I knew personally. 17 of them my regulars. Okay. Did, did they go to the hospital though? Yeah. Yeah, and the hospital was telling people. Yeah. Wow. I believe so. For sure, for sure. But some of them was found dead in their house. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it was very overweight or had any other sicknesses. Um, some of them had asthma issues prior to different different stuff that I would say allowed it to be you know a different infection. Mm-hmm. But neither here nor there, y'all. I ain't got on no mask sitting in this bar, and this girl sitting there with her friend. Her friend put to pull her mask down and have a drink. So I'm like, y'all want some drinks? I'm I'm sociable, you know. Let's talk. She started telling me details and talking to me, and I started asking details about dates because I'm trying to figure out when did you have time to even see him, right? Mm-hmm. We get up together. We walking out the door, going to work, same time. By the time work over with, we meeting back up. You know what I'm saying? You stay with me till the end of my shift type stuff. We going grocery shopping together, you know what I mean? We picking up my kid, dropping her off, just all kind of stuff, man. So... She starts telling me that basically he started lying to me about when he was and wasn't at work. Mm-hmm. That days he said he was at work, he really wasn't. He would leave, watch me leave out, watch me even drive down the street, maybe 20, 30 minutes, you know what I'm saying, until we split ways and then re-detour to her house for breakfast. That's so nice. Okay, it was. It was. He was doing a lot. I said, God, that takes a whole lot. If you want to do that, then God bless you. Mm-hmm. Um... I mean, his kids wasn't talking to him because they don't like him for real. Like, his kids, how about this? His son could pop up and be like, what's up, bae? And she might like it, and that might be a whole thing. Mm -hmm. They so close in age. Mm. All right, so how about this? I start looking at her, listening to stuff, begging. Her name is Chanel. My name is Danielle. Um, if, If I'm 35, she 25. Um, all kind of weird ugh, type. You gotta be kidding me. She telling me that certain days he would cook for her stuff I had cooked for him or showed him how to cook. Mm-hmm. So everything he was doing with me, he was also trying to do with her. Mm-hmm. She was being the easy way for him to do stuff and you know, I'm empowering him and showing him the hard way to get over stuff the easy way. I told him, I said, sweetheart, let me tell you something. I said, I realized 
if in you he was looking at a little girl who had big dreams, I say, but he couldn't handle a woman with vision. And I'm okay with that if you okay with that. I, I can't. I just can't. This is a bit much. I don't think I'd have been doing stuff like this. But the real deal was is she told me she had been over there one day and I went and looked at the camera. I mean, at the calendar. And I'm like, let me ask you a question. What kind of makeup do you wear? She told me what kind of makeup she wear. And I started putting two and two together. Y'all, I had an allergic reaction. I had hives all over my body for 72 hours. I had a fever and didn't know what was going on, what was wrong, but I already was seeing an allergist for, you know what I'm saying, allergy treatment every week. I was getting a shot until I built up to get them every month. Mm. So this was during a time where the ER was closed. You couldn't just walk in and go get no treatment. No urgent care was closed. Like they were scared. They didn't know what COVID-19 was. You was hearing about people dying, but they didn't even really know too much smell and taste loss was it was a symptom mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying like they well, they ain't know a whole lot of nothing wasn't no vaccines you know, available or, or made yet none of that so luckily I go to the doctor to get my shot I go in when they call my name I start taking off my clothes they're like Danny what's wrong they giving me EpiPens they giving me all kind of stuff to watch me they're like you know we got to keep you for a little bit make sure you okay we got to really make sure this goes away we got to see what's going on indeed thank God I was having an allergic reaction only not COVID-19, because mm -hmm. I was getting scared and getting worried. I thought I was about to die, I ain't gonna lie, okay? I called my mother, my father. The nigga held me all night long, like, I'm so sorry, I don't know what's wrong. What's wrong? And I, I thought about it after the fact, while I'm sitting there talking to her, looking at the calendar, and we talking about, I'm so sorry. The nigga never changed the fucking sheets and I was alerted to her MAC makeup. Yellow powder. You hear me? So, I said, okay. I said, well, sweetheart, it was good talking to you. I said, I'm gonna um, go ahead and have him come pick me up. The car got a ride. I had his cousin drop me off. Again, I'm, like, I'm in the family, mm -hmm. okay? <laughs> and me and his cousin Destiny was rocking like this. So um, I asked him before we get ready to uh, leave to go to the bath. And a five o'clock shadow I seen made me understand why she wore so much makeup, but it was the makeup that touched her. I was not only disgusted, but I was like, just like crawling with just anger and rage, y'all, okay? Because I realized technically I could have, not only could I have sued you for whatever sexual you, stuff you was doing that could have caused me to get COVID-19, that's like AIDS. You can sue somebody for intentionally doing anything like that. You knowingly was doing all of this, you my nigga. But I said, okay, baby girl, I'm gonna show you what you should have did when you found this done. Because I never would have wasted my time calling me the way you did. Thank you. Um, and thank you for all this information. That's great. I hope you all decide to go ahead and get married and you do whatever you need to do. God bless you and your endeavors. Mm -hmm. And he comes to pick me up. He tried to open a door from the inside. I'm like, oh, no, 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 Kenny. That's not how we operate. You would open the door any other time, but I'm going to do it tonight. So I wait for him to get out. I'm open the door. He all was nervous and looking at me crazy. We get in the car and I say, well, before we pull off, is there anything you want to talk to me about or tell me or share with me or say to me? He's like, no, I mean, this what we doing? I'm like, I'm just asking for everything you want to say, Kenny. I'm still keeping the same tone, y'all. I ain't snap crack with a pop yet. I'm about to, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because I'm having a hard time understanding that this is the same man I've been praying with, that I've been going to church with, that I've been bringing around my family, my uncles, 
my aunts, spending all this time with we had a big family Trump party, you know what I'm saying? Dump Trump party, because we wasn't voting for Trump, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, we had a big family dump Trump party. All kind of stuff, man, that too. So listen, now I ain't gonna lie, I gotta feel like we might need to bring Trump back in this next body, gonna die. But, um, and yeah, I said that too. <laughs> but, um, he pulled around to where she was parked and kind of like teetering there. I was like, so this is what we doing? And I looked at him, I said, oh, no, 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 Kim. I said, sweetheart, when you found that in ring, this is what you should have did. What? <laughs> Got to tearing him up. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> uh... Got to tearing him up. And told that man, if this only God's will, you gonna live. Otherwise, your mama dead, and I'ma send you home to your mama in a minute too. You might want to pull off while you can. I'm cracking up. You got out the car? No. No, I get out the car. Oh, <laughs> I'm crying. Why would I get out the car? I had a good little angle. <laughs> I'm holding on to the thing, the thing that you hold on to right there. I'm kicking the hell out of him. Okay, oh I'm kicking God. him. I'm punching him. I'm going in like, ooh wee. You're right now. I went crazy. Um, I went crazy for real, like crazy, crazy. He tried to press charges on me. <laughs> yeah. Then later chose, I think it's best I leave this girl alone and dropped him. Case dismissed. Y'all can go try to find that case in Summit County if you want to. Okay. <laughs> I ain't lying about nothing I'm telling you. I ain't exaggerating about nothing I'm telling you. It's all the kind of people who can witness everything I'm saying too, okay? But um, yeah, so that was my last real relationship. And it was great. And it's like and you he be was living a double life. You be saying like oh, his so coworkers knew. I didn't know. And his family didn't necessarily like knew. His his coworkers knew. Only one guy on his family, this guy Tracy, knew for real, for real. Everybody else kind of was out of the loop. Didn't know what was going on like that. You know what I'm saying? A very narcissistic guy. Um, that I learned in the end with how, was how he was and who he is. And God bless. But in the meantime. I ain't really trying to get to know too many people no longer than like that. So you, so you don't believe in just letting stuff go? Like you gotta, you gotta have like a get back. Oh no! Well, see, this was the one time where I told him, I never usually get back. I usually always let it go. I usually always vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. But I told him, I said, I told God and I asked God for grace because I've let a lot of stuff go, and this could have been my life. I have a child to go home to, and you might not give a damn about your three kids and where they at or what they doing or how they doing, but I am my child's livelihood. So since you thought you was about to kill me or almost could have killed me, I'm going to almost kill you. We was riding down Merriman Valley Road or some street. I tried to dink into somebody's mansion. I didn't care where we was. Like I said, I, told them, I was petty Betty, okay? And the only reason, only reason my stuff won't prevail is because God decides to keep me and you. <laughs> Otherwise, I ain't scared. I know where I'm going if I if I all of a sudden just die, do you? <laughs> I'm not one playing with them, not one bit. But I let a lot of stuff go, and I have never busted grapes. Most grapes I let go so well, so they kept on growing. I ain't bust no grapes, y'all. I would leave stuff alone. Go ahead, trust God to get it, even my baby father. <laughs> That's a whole nother situation. I'm pregnant, six and a half, seven months, find some panties in my drawer. I ain't bust a grape. I just simply moved. You know what well, I'm saying? We had no conversation about it. I just moved. Wasn't nothing to argue about. We landed the same bed. I'm waking up in the middle of the night. Somebody in my bed telling me I'm tripping. I find some panties. I already got. I ain't tripping. 
I knew it and I kept waking up in the middle of the night, going to the bathroom, speaking in tongues, it was for a reason. Okay. I just didn't know what exactly. I knew something was being communicated, something was covering me. Okay. I ain't bust no works. Wasn't in the bus. So could you forgive a guy for cheating? I forgive and many listen, I got a I got a guy right now who's probably gonna watch this. He done had three kids on me and still trying to get back to me. And I love his children. I love them too. So why you didn't have kids in mind? What you was like on birth control or you just think you're pregnant? I am always going to be on birth control until I am ready to have children because even the child I had, I had intentionally. She was not a mistake. And I don't believe in having children unless that's something that I want to do with my body. So it won't be a mistake if we lay up and you come at me. That's because I've allowed you to and I'm intentional about having whatever child that's going to be conceived. And so you're not like on a shot or anything? When I am on birth control. And I, and I control it. <laughs> I am a very good steward of my body. <laughs> and I um, it. Yeah, period. And I don't even know how else to say that. Yeah, I'm a very good steward of my body. And every time he needed to get himself together, he was giving me that same stuff. I need to get myself together. We got into it about his mother and his sister. And about, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm not about to argue with your family. If you figure out how to handle that and we ready, let me know. Every time he came back, it was another kid. Two boys and a girl to be exact. And the girl was the first one who he had two days after my birthday. Yeah. I said, that's his, that's your karma. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And I'm so serious. Like, none of this stuff, like, everybody, I'm telling you, like, this shit is so real. It's ridiculous. So, um, no, and even he said, I know these kids should be yours. I wish they had a better mother and you were their mother. Like, all kind of stuff. Like, I am not playing. Like, I could... You about to make me show you. I'm cracking up. I'm serious. I'm I just got to show somebody. No, because I feel like I'm saying all this and somebody else watching probably like, uh-uh. No, she lying. She exaggerating. Something in what she's saying got to be a lie. No, Jesus, it ain't tell the truth. Whole truth and nothing but the truth. So here we got it. Somebody show you some stuff. Hold on. Just to show you why I'm lying. So you met a guy like uh, tomorrow or today and he was like, let's get married in three months. Would you do it? Like, if he was, like, being serious, like, the other day. Um, which was your first? Like, if you met a guy, like, today or tomorrow, then he was, like, in three months, let's get married. And you was doing the same thing. I would agree to the marriage, but we would not get married right away. Because I also believe in counseling and getting to know and sitting under somebody's covering. How long is it? When I say sitting under somebody's covering, I believe in Christian marital counseling. Let me be specific. Um... So, A, if you're not a Christian, you're not even going to want to sit. B, if the Holy Ghost sees fit and whoever is going to preside over that um, counseling sees that, all right, why not go forward? Yeah. What if he was a but Muslim? But I wouldn't do it. We're not going to do that. That does not agree with the Holy Spirit, and I believe in the Holy Spirit. My soul belongs to Jesus Christ. So those principles that he lives by would not walk into what and agree with what I have and how can two walk together except they agree. I don't believe Jesus was a prophet of me. So, no, that wouldn't work. So, you don't believe I entertain Muslims and that hasn't worked. Good? Hmm? So, you don't believe everybody's praying to the same God? It's just like they gotta, they I believe everybody's to praying to the same God, but everybody's not praying to the same God the same way. And if I'm going to lay with you, grow with you, build with you, we have to agree. And that ain't changing for nobody or no thing. It's been attempted to change many a times by many, and that just ain't going nowhere. My whole 
Holy Ghost is the umpire of the life of this game of life and blow the whistle and come the yellow flag on the play and say, wait, 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 penalty. No, mm -mm, that ain't working. I mean, and I have lots of Muslim friends, but that ain't working. I can um I guess give me um a traumatic experience you went through as a um, a child, like before eighteen. Oh man. Most of my uh classmates and friends at school know I can just show you that one. I this is not a good look. I just know that's the one you're But um yeah, just because I'm serious. I, I'm nothing. My mom is an alcoholic and a drug addict. Credit? Yep. She's still on credit? Yep. And she has her moments and times where she goes on binges and comes up missing and all of the above, all kinds of situations. Um, that's a big traumatic experience for me. A lot of my teachers knew about it. You know, because I wouldn't want to just talk about it, but you know, I guess what is it, patterns, if you're a teacher. So I was doing great in school, but it was certain patterns like, all right, I'll give you an example. Everybody got a lunch. I'm sitting there with no lunch every day. They trying to bring me KFC, McDonald's, Taco Bell, Wendy's, mm -hmm. some kind of something because the boyfriends are drug dealers. And we ain't got no food in the house, oh, and I forgot, because I'm high. So all through elementary school, I was known because my mother looked like Miss Parker from Friday. You know what I'm saying? They all knew Miss Nichols. That's Danielle Nichols' mom. And then at the same time, dad, every day, you got Pizza Hut. You got, you know what I'm saying, McDonald's. So I was the kid, and everybody was looking like, we want your lunch. And little do they know, no, oh, you don't want this lunch. You don't want this meal. Um, very traumatic, very hard to get over. I dealt with a lot of violence. I walked in houses full of coke and crap all over tables and smelling crap. And still had to go to sleep, listen to loud music, listen to the fighting and violence, and get up and go to school. A lot of times I ended up putting that negativity into my achievements um, to the point where I was an overachiever and counselors started to pay attention to the overachiever. When I say overachiever, I'm talking about always on the honor roll, always uh, 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 captain of the drill team, captain of cheerleading. Um, you know what I'm saying? When I very much overachiever, so they started paying attention to it. Like, you know, what's what's going on? Or noticing my cheerleading coach, my my my, my main coach, my cheerleading coach in um, eighth grade from Warrensville, Miss um, Darling Hatcher, rest her soul she took a real, real strong liking and, and sense of urgency to just, what's going on with you? You a great student, but you seem so depressed. What's wrong? And I didn't even know I was carrying anxiety or depression. I had no idea. I always try to smile um, and always felt like I smiled through whatever pain. So she kind of saw straight through it and was like, what's going on? And then when it came time to me to ride to and from practice. She would see me walking. Where are you walking to? Why are you walking by yourself? And that coach would give you a ride, but then figure out the reason why she need to ride is because, oh, mom is at AA meetings or NA meetings or, you know what I'm saying, different stuff where she kind of started figuring it out, picking it up. She met my mom in person and kind of knew what it was. Mm -hmm. 
I'm saying? But my mom was what we call a functional addict. Mm -hmm. So you didn't necessarily just know it. My mother looked just like me, even right now. You ain't gonna just know it. But it was the behaviors. It was the, you know what I'm saying? Patterns. It was the routines. It was the neglect and or abuse or whatever else you want to call it that caused the traumatic experiences. <coughs> so you're a crack baby? No, I'm not a crack baby. She was actually, I found out very much in church when she had me. She started doing crack, I want to say, around the time her and my father got divorced. I was about six years old. I actually witnessed her getting a crack pipe for the first time. So, from what I understand, I recall her being depressed about the divorce papers being sent. She couldn't believe he was about to try to divorce her. Because I believe my father was the the violent abuser and the cheater. And she was the guy out there and I'm trying to make my marriage work woman and he still divorced her and she couldn't take it. She claimed that that was her excuse for it. But I remember that that was what, what occurred when she did it. So did um, that make you be like, I'm not doing drugs because you've seen like, how life's going? Yes and no, because they know me as Queen Larifa. <laughs> Big Cheaper will smoke some weed, but weed only all the time. Um, never played with any of the drugs, never tried anything else. I got friends that would try to get me to do uh, what you call it, little pills with the alien faces and stuff. Mom? I don't know. All them pills. Ecstasy, I guess X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would take them, put them in my bra, hold on to them, give them to people. But I wouldn't do nothing else. I've had people try to give me shrooms. I ain't take them either. I don't I want none of that. Shrooms. I've had people give me molly and lace molly drinks, all kinds of, I don't want them that. I'm cool. Part of me felt like, no, whatever is in that. If it got my mother how it was, I don't never want it. Mm -hmm. And so, no, I never did nothing else. I ain't had the urge to do nothing else. And actually here lately, haven't really been smoking like that. It felt like something in that's got to go. I think Queen Larifa dying for real, y'all. Already transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, a few people you let go, and uh, you will never, they will never like mean shit to you again. Say who killed him? Okay, the judge. <laughs> yeah, the guy that um, the twenty nineteen, the uh, With the, the engaged fiance, the yeah, to the girl Chanel. Yeah, that's 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 a one. Um, it's a couple others, but they ain't even worth mentioning. So I can't even give you that. No, it's a lot, though. I said it's a few others. Okay. Yeah, so what y'all think about the YKO Cyrus? Um, he kissed uh, Sukiyana like she like he forced the, himself on her. Y'all seen that? Mm -hmm. Let me see. He forced his stuff on her. Yeah, like kissing her in the mouth and shit. Like, like he was kissing her. Like, it's internet slow. That's the first time he had done that thing. But yeah, basically he just forced himself, like he pulled her head back and like was kissing her in the mouth and shit. She kissed him back? Uh uh, she was just like she, she just like off guard. Yeah. Okay. So like have y'all ever been like 
I guess assaulted like that or came in there, like, and like, what's the best response? Like, somebody. I have. I can't tell you what the best response is. Every time it's been a different response for me. Um, I've been raped and molested as a child and froze. I have been assaulted as a teenager and fought back. Specifically, an experience when I went to Bethune-Cookman College with a guy who was an alpha, mm. and he was like, um, what you call it? Like, I want to say uh, junior, junior, uh, some kind of SGA rep. Um, yeah, but I was going through Bethune-Cookman College and experience and stuff like that. It actually was being recorded, me and another girl. I found out another girl was actually assaulted by him as well. Um, her and I had to go through the process of actually recording it and making sure it got exposed. We got kicked out of school. Um, and even that was a hell of an experience because the school tried to make it seem as if it was us because most of the administrators and teachers were alpha and they came A's. And I believe even the president was an alpha. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. That's how it was. It was very crazy. Right after it happened, all these pamphlets went up around school about if you're sexual, sexually assaulted or raped, how to handle it. And her and I looked at each other like, really? None of what they had in that pamphlet was how anything was handled. Right. They told us and called, they called my parents and told my parents that they had everything under control and that we were being helped and all this stuff. Um, and that they didn't have to worry about anything. He would definitely be handled and you know what I'm saying he would pay consequences. Mm -hmm. Then they get to us, hold on, then they get to us and they tell us we're going to go through university council and have some kind of hearing. Oh, no, she, no, see, he would have been, that whole microphone would have been in his face. Yeah. Like, I would have been fighting. So now that's where me and her differ. That's not cute. I'm not okay with that. And he goes to do it again, and she's kind of still with it. And them sitting there letting that, little Duval included. They don't, um, see, that's what I'm saying. That's you don't know somebody's relationship. Right. The only reason that would be okay, like, he hit up that day and be like, hey, babe, I'm going to be yeah, at Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I can't you know speak on that. So they you don't really know if, if they got a but relationship. But if that's me and I don't, I don't know you like that and we on some kind of thing, we would have been, that, that would have been a whole brawl recorded. <laughs> no, for real. That wouldn't have been nothing like that. Like Jocelyn at the yeah. <laughs> box event. That would have been a whole brawl. But yeah, they told us we didn't need attorneys and that, you know, we just needed to go in and tell the truth. And when we got in there, this man had attorneys. Mm. And by the time we were done, they, I want to say they suspended him or dismissed him for lewd conduct and misbehavior when it was full-blown rape, mm. period. Um, and they kept trying to turn the one girl's stuff around, trying to make her seem like she was saying one thing and then saying another. When they got to me, y'all see how I am, I'm straightforward. If I said what I said, I said what I said, and I meant what I said exactly how I said it. I ain't playing them games. And so at that point, it made me change my major from music to criminal justice. Because I started trying to figure out what I did, criminal justice and psychology. I started trying to figure out how can I make sure nobody ever goes through what we went through again. And I ended up transferring me to Bethune Cookman and going to Lincoln University. But yeah, I've been through a lot of that. I've even been raped by a boyfriend before. So and this is somebody that I was already with. Yeah, I heard. This is somebody that I was already sharing my body with, already intimate with, in love with, like couldn't believe it. And one day he came in the bathroom while I was in the shower and decided to rape me. Literally busting my head on the side of the tub, everything. Like, crazy. 
I didn't press charges against him because I was conflicted. That one was like a, God, I don't understand. Yeah. I was with him. We, we, we together, why would he do that? In talking to him, he was under the influence of ecstasy and alcohol and didn't feel that he forced himself upon me. He just felt like it was rough sex. And even at that thought, something's wrong and I can't live my life with you. So, that's all over. Well, it's yeah, I got some real stuff to, yeah I got some real stuff going on but listen here I am an overcomer and it takes a lot to for real for real stay sane that's why I believe in the Holy Ghost I know it's only by God's stripes only by his power only by his spirit that I am sound minded whole and myself in the right state period okay it's a quote it said Put it in some 
brownies, cakes, and cookies made some THC oil buy some THC butter. Guarantee you, if you have anxiety like that, try it in a different form. Just to see. Just to yeah, see I'm yourself. not against that. It's your decision. Yeah, um, I don't know. I would like to request that you answer that on your show. Um, when your next show and, Saturday? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I want you to answer that. Oh, my window? Clear, yeah, I want you to ask your guest that too. I would request that. Yeah, do that. <laughs> okay, do that. try to get in your video. Okay, let me <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, a moment you value uh, now that it's a memory. When I first learned how to sing, I've always been a singer. I've been singing probably since I was two or three years old. My mom taught me how to sing. But then there was a second teacher. I was 12 years old. I was a seventh grader or eighth grader, more than a seventh grade. And I was at Warrensville Junior High School about to be at a talent show at Warrensville Senior High School. And there was a girl who was like a junior or a senior, she was an upperclassman she was singing the same song I was singing, which was Who's Loving You by In Vogue. Um, and all of the high schoolers went first and I went dead last. And although I was dead last, again, me and this girl, she probably went first, second in the show. I'm last, I sing the same song. And I think I sang it in uh, acapella. I'm pretty sure I sang acapella. I don't remember no musicians on there, it was just me on stage. But the way I learned how to sing it, I was telling my mom like, can't sing it like I want to sing it, like I was singing it very falsetto. And I knew I had some strength in my voice, but I couldn't figure out how to get what I saw in my head or heard in my own ear out of my body. So my mother told me to go stand in the mirror and sing the song and keep singing the song. She had me sing the song over and over again, y'all, like, I want to say at least 17 times. And the last time I was singing it, she like, just keep singing the song, sing the song. Close your eyes and sing it like you mean it. So I closed my eyes, I was singing the song. We And she punched me in my stomach. She was on drugs then? Nope. I'm cracking up. <laughs> she was trying to get that uncut out. You know what came out? You better! came out and I remember opening my eyes and kept singing and looking at her like I was crazy because I want to be tripped off and I still really want to cough because you can punch me on my stomach but the sound that came out and when I was done she said that's your diaphragm that's where you sing from and ever since that day that's been my gift strength and empowerment that I wanted to resent her punching me in my damn stomach because who the hell what parent but then I see stuff like you know the Jackson story and I get it <laughs> so it was one of the moments where now it's a memory and it's a good memory but at the time I was still uneasy about it even when it came time to get on stage and do it I, I almost feel like she punched me again she punched me pushed me she just on stage something like pushed me out there something for real but it worked and she knew it was going to work. And she knew, oh yeah, I used to do that too. I know what to do. I don't know how she knew, but she knew. So the voice I have, the gift I have, the way I'm able to sing is because of my mother. The same alcoholic, crackhead, functional addict.
So do you get offended when people call your mom a crackhead? No. It's not for me to get offended. That's her issue. That's her walk. It's the truth. It is what it is. That's for what? That's for what? I know. <laughs> I, that's what, um, girl tried to fight when she tried to sneak me because I called her mom a crackhead. Either it was a truth that she couldn't accept and couldn't handle or it wasn't true at all. Either way, for what? If it's true, I ain't about the truth. This is embarrassing to some people that don't like to hear. That's, that's, that's why I am who I am today, so it's nothing to be embarrassed or ashamed about. It's my bridge over troubled water, and here I am. <laughs> you can sing, too. Thank you. Okay, um... If you hook up with a guy, right, are you, if it's a short amount of time, are you obligated to tell uh, your friend that she's meeting and starts to date and serious? <laughs> and me and my friend's crew, absolutely, or you're not my friend, you're a foe. Um, I can even be honest. All right, boom. One of my fans, I'm a Delta, by the way. Oh, yes. Um, So one of my fans. I come home one day all excited that I met this guy. I'm like, Sans, I met this guy. I started describing him and tell her his name. And she started telling me other information that was about him that was accurate and on point. She like, Sans, I need to talk to him. You can't talk to him. And we were very intimate. So unless you're cool with one behind me being intimate like that, I would advise you to leave that alone. And I actually really liked the guy and was like, Dad, Sans, I kind of want to talk to him. So I entertained conversation with him for, I want to say maybe a week longer to kind of just see what his head was. He was so dogmatic about it. Like, I mean, we was kids. That's old. I, I, I. Mm -hmm. But if we was kids and for between me and my sorority sister, it's something for her to bring to me. No, God bless you. We ain't doing that. I don't come behind my Sans. My Sans don't come behind me. We ain't doing that. So what if, what if y'all got further along, let's just say you didn't find out until like you was engaged to the guy. Like That would have never happened, that's my saying. I'm just that saying that's possible happened. for somebody. Not for me, you know? I can't speak. You saying hypotheticals and then your Matisse's walk, that would have never happened. Honestly, I talk to my friends. We talk about what I'm doing, who I'm dating, even with my daughter. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a very, just as you see, no matter how traumatic, how embarrassing, how deep, I'm an open book. Because these are testimonies. These are how I've been able to overcome. So I don't mind sharing with the whole world who I'm dealing with if I feel like it's real. And if I tell the whole world it's real and somebody come along saying this ain't, and there's some real truth to it, the real truth don't even need no proof. You can feel it just like you feel the Holy Ghost. So no, I'm not dealing with that. So how quick do you tell your friends, like, hey, I met this guy, like, how long do you wait? They know if I'm dating. My, how about this? I'm a ta I'm a member of Tall Beta Sigma, so I got a chapter at Xavier Road Kentucky State University. I'm the 75th Miss Kentucky State University. Um, again, I'm a member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. I'm also an Eastern Star. I'm in the light. So from the Masonic brothers to my star sisters to sorority sisters, friends, family, frat brothers, if I'm with somebody, everybody gonna know because everybody lightweight waiting to see me be successful and be happy anyway. So it ain't nothing to hide. You know what I'm saying? I live, laugh, and love out loud in the sun. <laughs> I've always been a front runner, uh, a trailblazer. Like, it ain't nothing to hide. So as soon as I start talking to somebody, y'all need y'all pray. 
I'm gonna call the chapters. Hey, 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 Alexis, hey, Sam, hey. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna let y'all know this was going on. I'm, and okay, in Tall Beta Sigma, I also had Lime Brothers with Iota Muni chapter of Kappa Kappa Psi at Kentucky State. So I'm gonna call even yeah, my, my Lime um, Brothers. Yeah, Luke's Nat, okay. you better know it. I'm gonna let my Lime Brothers know. <laughs> like, or what y'all think about this guy? Pray about it. Pray for me. Pray with me. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking for a certain level of alignment. And it ain't in it ain't no secret. Shit. I told my um chapter a little while ago. Like I think I'm gonna talk to this guy. I met him in this little movie I'm in called Vanity Vixens that y'all should check out on Tubi TV for free. Okay. We're gonna see how that goes. Oh, so you got somebody in the pipe for this one. How many yeah, lines? We're gonna see how that goes. How many mm -hmm. lines did you got? Oh, how many people was on your line? Twenty five. How many of them you not close to? I'm close to all of them. We talk daily. That's good. Through WhatsApp. One of them is in Site Pro. One of them is in uh, the Bahamas. Um, yeah, we talk. What do you do in college? Now, that's with Delta. With Tall Beta Sigma, it was only five of us. Mm. Um, and there's only one of them that I'm not close to. Which year you cross? Which one? Both of them. In Delta Sigma Theta, I crossed in 2003. In uh, Tau Beta Sigma, I crossed in 2005. Okay. I'm just analyzing your process <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I was a Delta first, mm -hmm. then an Eastern Star, then a member of Tau Beta Sigma. How was the process for Star? To be one asked for, but that's a conversation we would not have online. I know that's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how, since you've got somebody in the pocket, so if you met somebody else, like how do you decide, like, hey, I'm fucking with I said, I'm Sigma. talking to somebody. I'm saying this conversation. Again, we don't speak. Oh, so there's no day yet? We don't speak. So who do you I'm saying that you met other people, like how do you decide who, who you date? Like what is it? Conversation is the ongoing key. Communication is the key to anything. You so just like we having this conversation and we find out information and we learning, we don't talk. So you have to talk to a guy like every day? No, I don't gotta talk to him every day, but if I'm not talking to you every day, I'm wondering what you're doing. If I begin to like you and you ain't got time to talk or at least text or some kind of way to communicate. I'm wondering what you got going on. And I probably will shy away from you because I don't feel like if you really got interest in somebody, there's no reason why you can't talk daily. No matter where you at in the country. Okay, I mean, I guess it depends because if you're a talkative person. You ain't got to talk. Oh, okay, let me give you an example. I have a man that is in love with me that is working a customs border right now as we speak in the Dominican Republic. I don't care what's going on, whether I say something or not, every single day he texts me through WhatsApp. Every single day he's, I'm checking on you, are you okay? How are you? Is there anything I can do for you? Um, I heard you were in a car accident, are you okay? So somebody that I'm that's that's local, you can't talk to me every day. I figure something wrong. Women don't Sorry. gravitate towards you like when you be with like sincere. Like, that's family. the women you deal with. Tell them again. Tell them again. I can only speak for myself. I have said now for the fourth time. No, I'm just saying. I'm just telling <laughs> you my experience. Like this, is what I I see. Like this. Remember that reading you had? No, I mean I don't feel like I've been through no hard times. Like you said. Like, it sounds like every time you tell me your experiences with women. That's not a hard time. It's like, like, it's petty. Mine, just a few on the foot. No, I don't think it's hard as yours. 
It may not be as deep as mine, but it sounds like I should pay it and compare it then. You <laughs> <laughs> say that's a little shallow. I didn't like that. Pay. Okay, um. Yeah, but I totally disagree. That's what's going to make me gravitate towards you, for us to communicate, for us to continue getting to know each other. The whole point of any communication with, for me, the opposite sex, because I'm not into women, um, is to become best friends in order to become a helpmeet. A helpmeet meaning a life partner and a spouse. So if I'm going to spend my life with you, we gonna wake up in the bed for the rest of our life together outside of whatever we gotta do with work, family, whatever else, you know what I'm saying? Why wouldn't I wanna talk to you every day? Life is short, life can happen in the blink of an eye. You can talk to somebody at the end of the day and think you're gonna talk to them at the end of the night, they can be in a car accident, a plane crash, a train wreck, anything, and it can be over. So why wouldn't we talk every day that we have the opportunity to because real love wants more love. I'm just saying some guys aren't talkative, like, you know what I'm saying, like... Okay, maybe we ain't talking on the phone, but what's wrong with your fingers? Good morning. Grand rising, queen. How are you? Have a great day. What you doing? How was your day? What you getting into for the weekend? Just, what do you mean? That don't make sense. At least to me. That don't even make sense to me. <laughs> I can't wait to watch this and see my own face. No, I'm just saying, yeah, text, but I'm saying just like someone wants you to just like actually like call. Like, you know what I'm saying? No, I'm not an actual call woman. We don't have to actually call. I just told you there's a man that is in love with me working the border of, of a customs in the Dominican Republic that says something to me every day through WhatsApp. That ain't talking. I'm saying, you know, and some guys don't get a lot of attention from women, so if some women give that guy attention, he gonna lock in on it. So he might not be used to women even responding. So it, it could be just you responding to him whenever he try to text somebody. So that'll make him keep doing it. And even if I, and even, okay, so with the guy in um, the Dominican Republic, for example, he's working the border. So there's not always a direct response either way. I'm in the States, stuff is always happening. But whenever we get, chance, get a chance or get time to talk, it's a, hey, my bad, I was, you know what I'm saying, caught up with doing some things, caught up with work or whatever. Whether I choose to give the detail, you choose to give the detail or not, the communication is still consistent and ongoing. So do you cut that off when you find somebody? I let him know that we're at odds dealing with this distance and so that what I'm looking for is somebody to be with we're here in the flesh. So. He understands that. So you'll cut it off? Absolutely. I mean, because if I was to find somebody, continued communication would be an interference with what I say I'm trying to build. If I'm looking for a helpmate, that's a hindrance. That's giving place to the devil. That's like leaving the door cracked. No, you don't lock the door. And then, I'm just saying, it, 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 it seemed real simple to me, but maybe I'm tripping. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... Something you should have been emotional about. And let me go back because remember I said I had a couple of situations, about four of them that seemed like, hmm, when I enter, when I got ready to entertain those four, I would tell him, you're going to see me disconnect from communication because I'm entertaining somebody. And he would say, well, until you tell me there's a ring on your finger, I'm still going to say something every day. And I would not talk to him for three, four months because I'm entertaining something else and trying to see where it's going to go. And I would get back to WhatsApp and he would never miss a day. So 
that's what I mean by I don't see an excuse for somebody that's you only in that county and I'm over here in the cab. What you mean we can't talk every day? Help me understand. Somebody else that don't even really speak my language, okay, is communicating consistently on WhatsApp. Help me understand the science of it. Okay, that part. Interest. Mm -hmm. Interest and consistency in communication. That's all. Okay, um, something you should have been emotional about, but you was emotional. My grandmother dying. I didn't really cry about it or deal with it till after she was already buried in the ground for some time, for real. I cried a little bit, but not for real. Um, I think I was in shock. And everybody always tell me I'm too strong for my own good, so I was in shock, super, superwoman mode. I went and did her makeup, did her hair, got her dressed. Um, never really cried about it. I smoked my face off, and then finally it hit me after the fact. Okay, so quote, um, they say if you don't schedule a break, your body will take one for you. And it probably won't be at a convenient time. Mm -hmm. so tell me, like, y'all experience with that quote. Um, it's very true. I need to schedule a break, and I didn't. And when I didn't, I was in the hospital throwing up uncontrollably. They couldn't tell me why for almost a whole year and a half, two years. And I still wasn't trying to give my body a break the point where I ended up hospitalized for over a week and a half in 2013 and 2015. Yeah. So it's true. And luckily it wasn't a mental breakdown, it was just a physical breakdown. But again, I know God is the only reason why I'm here. <laughs> and when I realized, all right, this is a sit down, because Lord, you you telling me to sit down. Well, okay, Lord, all right, thy servant is listening. What's going on? Oh, man. Put you on your back and make you look up and make you listen if you don't choose to do it. What it is. So who do you feel like you owe an apology now? That you never really got that apology last year. Mm -hmm. Honestly, nobody that I can think of. I think that I pretty uh much cleared my slate because before I left Cleveland, I knew I was going into my career. I knew I was coming here to work on some things that was about to take me to another place. So I really tried to see everybody, meet with everybody, and even a lot of my enemies. I apologize to them, even if they never apologized to me, they wanted to owe me an apology. So I feel like, no, I, thank you, Jesus. Got rid of all that. No dead heavy weight. <laughs> you gotta forgive in order to be forgiven, in order to live and be at peace. So you think you gotta apologize to forgive? Yeah, even if it's just to yourself. What would you apologize to yourself for somebody else doing for you? I had to apologize to myself for some things that other people did to me 
and I felt like should have never gone. And I had to apologize to myself for the expectation and for the desire to even want it to be something that probably would never be resolved. So long. So let me apologize to me and I did it in my own mirror and let it go and said, you know what? I love you whether they love you or not. I forgive you. I forgive you for even holding on to or even wanting it to be something different. But it is what it is and I need to move on. Um, something that uh, got to you and, and what bothered you and you uh, put on a front like it really did. Oh, man. <clears throat> and then one of my lines is that I don't like had a beef and getting into it for real. And we ain't necessarily getting into it, but I don't like how she moving and how she doing things. Um, and I kind of put on the front to the rest of the chapter like it wasn't bothering me or that it's not bothering me. It has been, and it does. But I feel like it's between me and her. I don't even, I haven't even really let the rest of the line know. I'm up here, I was trying to, um, somebody, uh, the next person trying to communicate. <laughs> Why are you looking at me for? Oh, cause I know you don't be paying attention. You know That's what you missed it. Right. Tell them what I said. She said her line sister. Her and her line sister beefing. She don't like the way her line beefing moving. She ain't telling her I feel a line because she thought that this ain't material. Yeah. Now, y'all supposed to be open? I tell her some line or the rest of the chapter. Yeah. And I got to do with it. It's between you. You definitely ain't got anything to do with the chapter. I don't got something to do with the chapter. Because we still represent one another. Well, as far as y'all beef but, between you know, the two of y'all. Well, it definitely got something to do with the rest of the chapter. Oh, it's like sororities? So, it's, you supposed to tell them. You don't like how she moving as far as representing It's not the sorority beef, but at the same time, it's sorority beef. Y'all need to come to Jesus meeting. We do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when the time comes, it'll come. I'm open to a table of peace, but until it comes, hey. God bless. Rain a little watch between me and you. Why would I accent? Well, from the- <laughs> <laughs> I'd be not caring about people so quick. I would just be See, it, it's the difference. This is my line sister. And I understand that too. Mm-hmm. I still like, you know, if you don't worry, don't 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 worry. Me. Trust me, believe. I learned that you know what? Love me. Yeah, like if you love me, you're gonna love me. If you don't love me, we still people, you know. We mm-hmm. went through our and process. You hear me? We love yeah. And and I you got your letters, I got mine. Mm-hmm. We just not it we wasn't meant for us to be together. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You feel me? You're not a soul or a sister. Exactly. You ain't treat so me like as an associate in the bond. God bless. Respect. Um, it's a quote that said, my toxic trait, um, I'll let you hurt me again if it means I get you to, if I get to have you longer. Do y'all ever went through something like that? No. 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 That sounds like insanity and stupidity. It does. It's like Yeah. So no. No. We not hurting each other. Yeah. Not hurt me. Hurt me once, shame on you. Hurt me twice, shame on me. And three times, I'm stupid. Exactly. I'm dumb. That sounds like insanity, <laughs> idiocracy, idiocracy, and stupidity. <laughs> I'm straight. Foolishness. Okay, um, a kind hearted person you took for granted. Hmm. Um, a young lady back at home in Akron. That I was very close to that 
she came across to me in our daily encounters and friendship as weak, like just too weak. Like I was frustrated with how can you be this weak? And I think I finally blew up on her like, you weak and you stupid. And I don't understand how you could just be that stupid. Like what's the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is your problem? When I failed to realize she really was suicidal. Hmm. And I took her weakness for granted and didn't strengthen her and empower her when I had a really big opportunity to do so. Mm. She so killed herself? We didn't know. She didn't kill herself, but we're no longer friends. We haven't spoken in years. Because you were not friends. Mm-hmm. And you owe her an apology, you think? No. I don't feel like I want an apology from you at all. Because what made it weak was what we got into it about. But I do feel like I owe her another opportunity to be a part of my life. And I, and I feel like, you know, she owes me an opportunity to be a part of hers as well. I don't feel like no apology is needed on either end. So y'all need to just move forward as friends? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I know wherever she at in the world, no matter who she dealing with, if she watches this, she still need me. She needs you? And I still need her. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I get that. You had to add that in there. No, that's what it is. I wasn't finished. Okay. <laughs> okay, Kay, you can go to your time. Um, is there anything we haven't asked you about that our audience should know before we go? Um, yeah, you haven't asked me how to follow me on IG at Danny D A N I E underscore Natice N A T I E S E. Um, you haven't asked me. Um, if I have any other movies or any other things that you can watch or follow, and I do, I've got at least three movies on Tubi TV y'all can go watch for the free. Um, one called Workout Partners, filmed in Cleveland. It's a, a very good production. You got another one called Hey Mr. Postman. That's on TubiTV.com. That one is featuring Cleveland's own Paula J. Parker. And, um, Omar Gooding Jr., Roddy Perry, Deanna Mendoza, a few people in that. Y'all that like that one, it's called Hey Mr. Postman. That's also filmed in Cleveland. Um, that's a very good film by uh, Brian Berry. Then there's also one called Vanity Vixens, which is my first Atlanta film, film directed and written here in Atlanta by Benson Lamont, um, featuring BMF's song Blade Brown and Elijah Lamar. That's a great one. Vanity Vixens, and then I'm the Vixen. So y'all can you check do it out. You the Vixen? You the Vixen? I was thinking about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, would be that. Y'all gotta see it. If y'all don't go see no other movie, go check out Workout Partners, Hey Mr. Postman, and Vanity Vixen. Vanity Vixen is the first one I've done, the first one that I've done here. So I feel like that's one of my bigger roles. I'm proud of Vanity Vixen. I'm actually trying to work on getting with my director to see if we can do some things with um, the Cal County Library mm-hmm. and their um, theater mm-hmm. and maybe see if we can get the cast together to, you know what I'm saying, show the show the movie a couple of times and be there as a cast and as a director to help other filmmakers understand what he's done to make that a success and fruition mm-hmm. and to know what we've done as actors to even get into the movie and continue to be successful in the world. Earlier you mentioned your daughter said like you're somebody Beyonce. You do sound like her. People say that. I don't get that. I never heard nobody tell me I sound like her, yeah. but that's an honor. I love that. 
That's my girl. That's what's up. Okay, um, appreciate you coming through. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Hope y'all got some good food for thought out of everything you said. You definitely <laughs> Okay, um, literally, it's no pressure, man. We'll see y'all in a minute, and we out. God bless.